Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing intro concepts to operating a lean environment. So, with that, let's start the show. So, uh, Sean, I thought this week we could uh, start a session on uh, quality concepts, mainly on the Lean Six Sigma, uh, the the uh, oh so popular <laughs> Lean Six Sigma, and I figured that uh, we could just maybe do a a broad overview of uh, some of the concepts, some of our thoughts on the whole quality program. Um, you know, I came. Uh, my background has a lot in quality, and then you've dealt with it a lot because you were a man- manufacturing background. But uh, I figure we could just uh, start off on what it means to try to work towards some sort of quality system, and then cover some broad concepts. I so, think it's, yeah, that's that's a good idea. And, and as we talk, I think this will be a series of discussions. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk a little overview today and, and ideas and things like that. But then. Over the next couple of weeks, I think, get into a little more detail, right? So why even have a quality system? And I think the biggest thing you've got to go towards is it's really because you need to keep your customers. Your customer value, I think, is the, one of the biggest parts to having any sort of quality system in place. Right. I think a quality system is a good boundary condition for for keeping the product that you have on track to support your customer. Mm-hmm. And we, we've talked before, probably way in the beginning of, of our discussions about, especially custom engineered products, or even if even if you're you're in you know another segment of, of industry, insurance or, or home care or health care or any of that stuff. Okay, people have a lot of choices. Right. So you have a lot. People have a lot of choices. So that means competition is high. And if competition is high, what can you do to just have that edge against your competition? And it, and it might not be in cost. You could be the same exact cost, but you've got to get some kind of customer value um, that that the people buying your product sees so that they continue to buy your product rather than somebody else's. So I think and – I, and I hate being cliche and there's you know too many people that go to MBA school and everything like that that, that – Talk about value, value added, and all these these cliche things. But if you think about what is going to pull a customer to your product versus somebody else's, you know it, the product has to have quality and the features and things like that. Those are givens, and those are givens across the the board. So, what can you do internally to to have that edge? And yeah, I because I think program. that well, and I think that every customer is going to have that constraint. Put on them the cost, the speed, mm-hmm. the delivery, the quality. You know, the expectation for each and every one of uh, that customer's suppliers. That expectation is there for all of them. Mm-hmm. So, like you're saying, how do you stand out amongst those? Right. You know, dozen or hundreds or thousands of different people that could supply to that person. You know, somehow you've got to differentiate yourself. Um, on on being, you know, better, uh, better satisfying to the customer, uh, making it to where they want to come back to you. Right. So so, 
if you're going to do that and you've got to decide on how to do it, one of the other aspects is you've got employees. You want to engage mm-hmm. your employees yep. on the process to create that value for the customer, that edge, yep. right? So, so a way to engage the employees is to give them a good structure to operate you know, their parts of the business, but also give them the opportunity to always improve and always look to do better. So that if they understand the concept of doing better and it's a team environment where if they do do better and their department does better and the company does better, then, you know, all boats rise with the rising tide. Right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you live like that and, and you have a leadership team that instills that type of culture and, and atmosphere, then rallying around a quality program called Lean Six Sigma or whatever you want to call it, you can call it your own your own name, but we'll just use sure. the brand names right now. Um, then I think you've got something that you can tie your your hitch to and carry the business forward. Right. And you brought up in there uh, rallying around the leadership. I think leadership it's very important that leadership engages in this process and they understand what it means to engage uh, in this process, because I think you've got to have a vision. You've got to know where you're going with this and why. So that's why we kind of talked about the customer side of it first, because that's the why. Right. Without the customer, it's kind of a moot point. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that's the why. But you've got to have the vision of of where you're going to go and how you're going to get there. And keep in mind that the Lean Six Sigma set of tools and frameworks is just that. It's just a framework to help you get from here to here to there. Now they constantly talk about um, you know lean or six sigma or or, or any uh, quality system. Uh, it's really there's no destination. You know there's the again cliche. Mm-hmm. There's there's no destination. It's a journey. And and I think for doing this as long as I have now, I kind of agree with that because you never really finish or become or get to nirvana mm-hmm. perfection you know i don't think you ever you ever get there but you never stop trying well yeah and i guess maybe it just dawned on me now and i was talking to a buddy of mine before we got together mm-hmm. you know as you get older and you still go to the gym sure you, you're never going to be done when you go to the gym gotta, <laughs> especially the older you, you get the older you, get, you, have to, you have to work harder so kind of the same in business mm-hmm. you know the more the more routine your product is Mm-hmm. the more you have to work harder to continue to provide value to the customer. So I don't know. It could be a stretch, yeah. that analogy. But, uh, yeah. I can see it. <laughs> the thing is – the thing is, Or I should it, say I can feel it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the thing is if, if the employees understand that that's the, that that's the vision and, and it's okay to, to, to try to continue to improve and you're not going to get your hand slapped for, for saying something wrong, then you've got a good – relationship between leadership and you know everybody that's implementing the strategy so. so i think i think on the topic of employees i think you've got to be very methodical about how you start to engage uh, uh the employee base how you get them involved i don't think and, and again I, i've come across this just through doing it you know several times i don't think you can just make this bold statement, we're going to be 
mm, this or that. You can't just say that and then expect everybody across the um, environment is going to pick up this banner and just start doing all those things. You've got to be extremely methodical. You got to, like I said, you have to have a vision. You have to start somewhere, and you have to start showing. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you know uh, if you can start somewhere where a lot of people can see what you've done, a lot of people can ask questions about what you've done. I think that that's a that's a, a great way to start because then you start one. They start asking questions, and two, their mind starts working, and they start saying, ooh, maybe they're kind of serious about this. And then you do the next one, and they go, ooh, they're really serious about this. I kind of better ask some questions. They haven't invited me yet or something like that. I know know a lot of people, yeah, they they like to be invited to things. Yes, they do. They want to make sure that they're part of of, uh, the new movement. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to make sure, though, that the movement is is culturally based it's not right a whim because the worst thing that could happen is if you if you say like you you, you mentioned before you know we're going to be this yeah and if you if you create that bold statement hey we're going to do this we're going to do it in the next year mm-hmm. you know and you don't then it's gonna be very hard to get people recover to, yeah get yeah. people to, to, to pretty much jump on any any project that you've got for you, the long-term good and i know i keep going back to this but that i think is Again, making sure that you've got a vision. Mm-hmm. So understanding what you're going to go after and how, and make sure you understand all the phases you're going to go through to get there even before you start. So it could be to have a, a, a certification in place in a year, or it could be to have uh, an environment that's you know fully lean, or it could be to save this many dollars after, you know, two years based on, you know, Six Sigma projects or Mm -hmm. something like that. So you've got to have a why because people don't like doing things if there's not a why. Right. Right. You know, so there's got to be a good reason. Now, me personally, I'm not a huge fan of the dollars one. No, everything that I've read and and gone to, if you, if you put a dollar mark on it, then you tend to lose people. Yeah. You'll lose people. I mean, it's, it should be just as good to put a, a, a mark on it that says you would you would be more fulfilled in your job. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of the one of the things that you look to do is reduce non value added activities. Right, right. And so so we talked about this a little earlier. I hate to say I hate to say hey reduce your non value added activities because people at work think they're there for eight hours. They're getting paid. They're value. They're, they're obviously doing value added items all day long or what? Or I shouldn't say, or in addition, they're going to say, well, you know what? You're making me do this. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to fill out this piece of paper and send it over to here. Your process did it to exactly, me. <laughs> exactly. So that's where, that's where we go back to kind of where we want to focus is the culture and the buy-in from the whole organization has to be, Developed. Mm-hmm. It has to be developed that there that there's less of a hey you're doing this to me so I'm going to do what I need to do. Okay, you have to bring it always back to what does the customer want? Yeah. Are you doing it because the customer is going to be better off, or are you doing it because you're going to be better off? And you know somebody else in the organization, you know they might have to work harder because you've done something, you know that that doesn't help the flow of work. Yeah. I mean that's what we're talking about. We're talking about using these quality terms of lean six sigma and whatever other tools you have in the same, in the context of, of, okay, how do we best get the job done? I keep saying 
if anybody works for me, I want them to enjoy coming to work. Okay. Nobody can enjoy coming to work if they've got what they believe as non-value added activities. And if they're moaning about things that they've got to do, well, then you've got an ear. You should have an ear to listen as to how do we improve things. Right. You know, there's a lot of, um, uh, a lot of books on quality out there. You know, you can get, you can get lost in the amount of documentation information out there. We'll go deeper into that whenever into our uh, into our other sessions. But the thing that I would encourage people to do when they do start a quality journey, make it your own. You can learn a lot from other people, but don't try to copy other people. You know, copying other other groups may not fit your cultural environment. So going back to the people, what's important to the customer and what's important to your people mm-hmm. internally? Figure out as a leader what makes sense to them. You know, and don't just go, well, this is how this quality group has done it. You know, right. I won't use any names, but we all know some of the big ones that are out there. But, you know... They've all got a lot of good ideas, but they also started somewhere on their own and and made it fit for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not that you should ignore them, but try to make it your own. If 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 I had to give any advice on the the quality system itself, try to make it your own. Be creative. Right. Listen to the people's ideas that are in the environment. Don't think that you're the only one with the with the ideas. Listen to the people that are literally doing the work on a daily basis. Exactly. And I think, I think that's where when you, when you don't have that vision or you don't have the culture that could make that, that leap into better processes, hiring a consultant to come in and try to overlay some kind of template yeah. is, is just not a great way to start. I can't say it's wrong or anything like that, but I'm sure it works for some people, but maybe, it's maybe just... it does, maybe it does. But, but I agree with you building it taking best practices from multiple sources and putting putting you know your organization's spin or spin color mm-hmm. color mm-hmm. you know whatever whatever uh, way you want to frame it um, to make sure that everybody is involved and, and get to the results that that uh, you know that can happen mm-hmm. right that's the best way that's the best way to do it so what does that take we go back to it that takes leadership so that means the top guys the top people in the organization have to one understand where they want to go. They don't. They don't necessarily have to understand what the what the, the final answer is, right? Because right? you said before there is no final answer. There is. But no. the thing is, you know, an, an idea of the direction that you should be going. You know, is it directionally correct? And it's directionally correct if you've got happy employees, you have happy customers, and the profits are where they're supposed to be. Now, I will say that uh, you know one of the challenges you get into whenever you start going down this path is. Uh, there's two major aspects of process activity that you need to be aware of. And one's probably a little more difficult than the other. And that is uh, the tangible side of improvements, which is typically more on the, the shop side or the manufacturing side, making improvements there. But also you have the non-tangible side, which is the usually the front office side of things where it's mainly information that you're dealing with, not so tangible. It can be more challenging on that side to try and understand how your how your business flows on, on that part of the business. You know, there have been many times where I've talked to people trying to understand how they do their work. They get their work done, 
but they can't describe how they get work. They can't describe how they get their work done. You know, and so that's that's very challenging when you're trying to either look to see how to even just document current state, let alone try to even improve current state. So. Right, but I think it's I think it's more important to make sure that the, that upfront process is as good as it can be because mm-hmm. it costs a lot more to fix things farther down down the line. Sure, it does. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So you know when you talk about what do you what do you do and and we're going to come up with another another session on on uh, you know where do you begin? Right. Mm-hmm. A couple of the of the ways of of. Um, Making improvements under certain titles, we we call this Lean Six Sigma discussion. Right. Okay. Is is leaning out a process. Right. So you you can help the upstream process and and any errors by leaning out waste as well as errors. Right. Okay. Um, taking a lean lean approach kind of gets people involved. Right up front, um, what what lean approaches would you would you uh, say are effective on the upfront sales and engineering side? Well, and you know, typically, if you read a lot of the documentation, lean has traditionally come from the manufacturing side of the business. Now, of course, waste is waste, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter where you do it. But traditionally, most of the concepts that hover around the lean. Um, what they call the the house of tools or whatever are focused on uh, the manufacturing side of the business. You know, SMED and and TPM and uh, you know 5S. But those can all be applied. Some of those can be applied to the the front office aspect. And I think that that is where you've got to figure out when you're tackling a problem or a process what makes sense. Uh, tool-wise to start with, you know, so I think I think one of the important things to lean is that it gets the people engaged in what it means to be involved in a quality uh, function. So uh, it's simple for people to wrap their heads around. Uh, the concepts are relatively simple, um, whereas the other part of this, Six Sigma, a little bit more con, a little bit more complicated. Uh, can get a little deep depending on how you decide to use the tool. Um, but really, what you should be doing is looking at your problem, seeing what your bucket of tools are, understanding what your bucket of tools are that you can choose from, and applying the tools. You know where they make sense. Don't don't try don't say oh I'm working on I'm working on. Uh, uh, the manufacturing side of the business. I've got to use the lean tools right, only. Right. Oh, I'm working on the front office business. Oh, it'd be better if I went down the Six Sigma path. No, no, yeah, I don't think there's there is a tie between the tools and where you are. I think mm-hmm. it's it's the whole process, and I like to try to get people out of that mindset. That, I would too. That there's that there's specific tools for a specific area of the business. That's right. why I even, I mean, I'd say five S on the upfront side. Is is effective if you can if you can use those those S's to make sure that the information flows cleanly through your area. Right, right. So you know, I've I've heard of people using it as examples for how do you five S your email? You know, how do you five S your your data? You know, how do you five S your your workspace? But you know, again, traditionally, it's not been an area that you would necessarily focus on per se at first. 
is is those areas utilizing lean stuff, you know. Right. So. But the, yeah, the concept. Then just to make sure that everybody's on the same page, what you know, the five S's, the five S's are right. <laughs> sort, set in order, shine. Okay, you, you shine up your desk. I guess get rid of stuff. Um, standardize and then sustain. Keep it going. So so even if even if you you say took in the customer sent you specifications, how do you how do you apply you know five S to the processing of that of that specification across right. across your desk to the next to the next you know stage of the of the process. That's something that can be communicated and understood across a, a group. Yeah. So as far as um, barriers to implementing any sort of of lean six sigma quality program concept, uh, you know what what kind of things have you heard the most as far as you know, getting this started. What's the gnashing of teeth that you've heard? Well, I think the number one gnashing of teeth is, oh, okay, here they're gonna they're gonna lay something else on top of me. I've got all of my work to do and now. And now management's gonna else. come and, and lay something else on top of me. So what does that what does that drive? That that or where does that come from? It comes from fear. Maybe management has done this before mm-hmm. in the past. Um, there's time pressures, you know, you, you're already under a time pressure to get something out to your customer even though you've got a process that causes you to take more time than really is value added if, if we really looked at it. Right. So, so it's a matter of getting, of getting out of the, the poor routine. And, and I don't want to say that people's days are poorly spent. It's, it's the way their day has grown into this routine, but they need to be able to understand that they have the support from management to, Fix things to get things to get things out of that routine in order to improve the process. Um, I mean, I think training is a big training one. Training is one. definitely a big one, and that's training mm-hmm. top to bottom. Well, and I also think that training is done incorrectly in most cases. Uh, you know, a lot of times the, the the training aspect is, oh, go off and learn this for a week, or sit in a class for a day, or you know, do this, that, and the other. And I think the the best way that I've seen it. Um, um, turn out where it's most productive, it seems, is taking a snippet and going and doing it. Yeah, figuring out a way to take a snippet. It could be something that you need to learn in the toolbox that you're building. You're building up this toolbox over mm-hmm. here of all these tools that you can use in the environment. Pick one, train on it, go do it. Yeah. And then once you feel like people understand it, pick the next thing. Go train on it. And then go do it. That's right. There's no there's no time limit on implementing this. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's a culture that's ever changing. So right. so that's why you're right. You, let's do some t- do take a topic and get it done. Show yeah. people that it can be done, and you're better off. And then and then you have to sustain it. So you have to put in controls to make sure that that you know what you've done will continue to be good. And I think another big one out of this is is the leadership engagement. Well, yeah. I mean. It, I, you know, we, you and I have both seen so many times that if uh, leadership is not engaged, um, your success rate is is not going to be good. Right. It's going to be very difficult. You're going to be you're going to be working in the middle layer with with leadership going, yeah, yeah, yeah. We think that's a good idea, but they're not doing all the things to help make it a good idea. Uh, and clear the hurdles for you so that so that you can actually go and get that part done right. and move on to something else. And I guarantee you. The the frontline employees 
They see and feel that, even though they may not be hearing it or seeing it directly. Oh, yeah, they, they see, know. Yeah, they know. They, they, they see it. They, they'll, they'll wait for management to see some other shiny object and mm-hmm. go in a different direction. And, and, shiny and, I know. And that, and that, you know, you see that way too often. And that, that cannot happen if you are serious about mm-hmm. enhancing customer value, if you put it that way. So, you know, we've covered kind of a kind of a broad spectrum of, you know, what we what we believe are important to the uh, Lean Six Sigma concepts and 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 the environment that uh, we touch on. I think that uh, we'll have a series of of, of classes mm-hmm. or podcasts on very specific items coming up. And I think you hit it a minute ago that uh, our next one's going to be. Where do you start? I love that, that is, topic. That yeah. is one question I get the most mm-hmm. of is out of this sea of things, where do we start? Right. So I think that's going to be our next one. Um, why don't we uh, do our picks and we'll end up here. So um, I'll go first. Um, uh, one of the tools that Sean reminded me of that I, I, I do really like using, uh, especially being in the uh, quality arena and having a design background uh, Visio is definitely a, a tool that I use extensively uh, for just diagramming. I'm a very visual person, uh, so I'm constantly creating uh, charts and diagrams, doing swim lanes, mapping processes uh, with Visio. And I think Visio is, is a tool that just, you know, it's, it's right up there with my other favorite tool, SharePoint. <laughs> it, does, it does the job. <laughs> it does the job. It's a, it's a good job. It's a good uh, product. So mm-hmm. that's, that's my pick for this week. So my pick is, and I'm coming from the leadership side. Um, I, was, I was, you know, leader in an organization that, that had quality folks and manufacturing and supply chain. Everybody, you know, reporting up to me when we, we had to implement the quality program and improve things and, I had people that, um, you know, understood Lean Six Sigma and, and like less many other tools, many yeah. other tools. So the thing is, what did I need to do? I needed to go take a class. I went and I got my green belt so that I didn't just hear what they said and believe that they, you know, knew what they were going to do. I, I needed to be the leader that would be able to enforce and stand behind what these what these process changes were that were taking place. And you understood why because and, of it. And, and yeah, and understand and understand why. Sure, if somebody says, hey, if we do this, you know, we'll get this done in half the time. All right, good, we'll do it. Well, really, you know, why, how, and what impact does that have on the rest of the organization? And making sure that me as the leader could understand the whole broad spectrum. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. Um, with that, uh, we look forward to presenting our next podcast to you next week. Uh, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And also you can drop us a line on the message page from there. Again, thank you and enjoy your week.